Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit presenceoc.org. Um, well, since it's like already 1120-something, um, I'm going to kind of speed through just the golden nuggets here that the Lord gave me for this morning. If you've been with us, uh, we are continuing on our series in Encountering God together. Um, So our vision, it's on our Facebook, but our vision here for this church and for this community, for Costa Mesa and for the world, is encountering God together, equipping powerful people, and transforming the world with the love of Jesus. And so we thought, wow, what a really good idea um, to, to start teaching through our vision And actually, God's vision, um, he gave us all of that, which was really awesome because it's better than what we could have come up with. Uh, So today, we continue on this series of encountering God together in community. It's going to be a two-part. Next week, Jesse is going to talk more about community with other people. Uh, But today, uh, we really, really thought that we should start off with um, communion and community with God. Last week, I'd shared with y'all, I had a, a vision of our church um, kind of going out in like a, a sun ray kind of a picture. And it was each of us going into our different communities and businesses and neighborhoods and families. And we were actually redefining what community really meant in Jesus. Because a lot of times we use this word community. I hear it all the time. And honestly, churches throw this word around a lot. Just want to build community. Just want to be a community. Um, And and the Lord really spoke to me last week. He said, you know, you guys are going to define, redefine what community looks like in me. Because out of community with Jesus will flow all of our community with other people. And I'm originally from Kentucky, and when I first moved here, um, I was introduced to redwood trees. I bet you guys ever seen a redwood tree? Probably all of you. You're like, yes, duh, every day. Um, But they're amazing because they are the strongest, um, they're the oldest trees in the world. We have them here in California. It's really awesome. But what's interesting about these trees is that their root system is not very deep, but they're tied to other redwood trees. So their root system is actually quite shallow, but because they're tied with other redwood trees, they can withstand storm and crazy weather, and that's why they are so strong. And so I got to thinking as as the Lord was just sharing with me what to share this morning, wow, like that's kind of what community in Christ is. We're like a redwood tree that's really strong, that's withholding, that's everlasting, but we've got to be connected to one another. And we've got to be connected to the perfect root system, which in Christian lingo would be Jesus. <laughs> Yay, Christian lingo. There's like an intertwining, an interlocking that happens. And so the Lord just gave me this beautiful illustration of just us being redwood trees in him and with others, because that's where we find our strength. If you will, I want you to turn with me. Again, I'm going to try and speed. I already talked kind of fast, so... Uh, Forgive me. I'm trying to speed through some of this because I'm super excited for our transformation class. Um, but if you will, turn with me to Genesis 1:27. should be the first couple pages in your Bible. Actually, I'll start in 26, Genesis 1:26. It says this. Then God said, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, all the earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. 
He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. So what's really cool, and I'm going to try and do this without a lapel mic, but what's really, really cool is what we see here in Genesis 1, through 27, is that God creates man in his own image. So let's assume Jesus is burlap because Jesus is hip. He creates man in his own image. And then we read on in, in Genesis 2.22 that he creates woman out of man. So now he's created woman out of the father and out of man. So now we have two interlocking pieces here. And I just, I, I was sitting on my couch just like asking God, Lord, how do we do community in you really well? How do we commune with you really well? Because there's a lot of legalism that can get put on you when you think about spending time with the Lord and I need four hours or else I have shame and all this stuff. And so I was like, God, what does this look like? And he's like, you know what? It's built in your DNA. Okay, so follow me. So the father actually didn't have to create man in his likeness. Men would still be awesome right? He created the animals. It doesn't say he created the animals in his likeness, but it says he created man in his likeness. And from man, he created woman. So there's an interlocking within the very being of ourselves that happened when he created us. And so it's not odd that we would crave and want community. It's not odd that, that each and every person in the world would have this void if they don't know Jesus because we were actually created by the creator. Yeah? So, so we're, we're interlocked. Our DNA is interlocked in him. If you're not a believer and you're not feeling fulfilled and you've chased after career and money and and women or men and you still don't know why you're not feeling fulfilled, it's because your DNA is rooted in Christ. I talk to so many people and they'll chase after so many things. Um, And I love non-believers because they're they're children of God. They just don't know it yet. And I get to say, oh, but your DNA is in Jesus. You're never going to feel satisfied. You're always going to have a void. I get real bold with them. I don't care. Whatever. They ask me for my opinion. I give it to them. We're literally linked together like the redwood trees. Linked in this root system that may not be very far down. We may not have known Jesus for super long. We may not have been a believer for a very long time. We may not know a lot of Christians. Our root system might be kind of shallow, but if it's connected to the root and to other redwood trees... It'll survive. So I'm just going to leave this awesome burlap here to remind you guys. I'll never forget Paris and I, I don't know if we were recording or if we are married. Um, it's funny. I'll never forget. I can't remember. Um, I can't remember the day. I forget what, what our issue was. But I remember going to my mentor, and there was some kind of, I had some kind of problem with him. I don't know. Um, and I remember sharing th- this issue that I can't remember. Um, and she said, she interrupted me and she said to me, you know, Nicole, how's your relationship with God? And I kind of just blew it off and I just continued on with my dramatic story, I'm sure, and shared again. And she interrupted me another time and she said, Nicole, how's your relationship with the Lord? Well, it's fine. I don't know why she kept asking me. It's fine, Melon. It's fine. 
And, and I, I was super offended in the moment. I'm like, she's not listening to my story. I have an issue at hand that needs to be solved with this man. Um, I love you. You're amazing. I was probably just being overdramatic. But she brought up a good point, and it was one that I didn't quite understand in the moment until I was able to break apart that offense, which if you ever get offended, typically there's a little bit of truth in there or there's a whole lot of lies. So you just got to go home and work that out. But as I started to unfold this offense, I started to realize I was offended because there was truth in it. Because I had been putting so much pressure on our relationship and on us and our community, and I wasn't focused on my communion with the Lord. And so her question was like, really good, but I just, six years ago, just didn't really want to hear that. And so this morning, the root and the nugget of my entire message is just me proposing to you that in our communion with the Father, we'll spill out in our communion with other people. The more that we seek Him the more people will want to be around you. The more you look like the Father in love and grace and forgiveness, people will be attracted to you. If you're single, take note of that this morning. (laughs) The fruit of our community begins with Jesus. We kind of named this two-part series, The Fruit of of Community. The fruit of our community always begins with Jesus. If, If you're wanting more community, if you're like, God, I need more girlfriends or more, you know, guy friends or or people around me, man, just get with him more and more, and he'll bring them to you, I promise. For so many years I prayed, I just want good Christian girlfriends, but the truth was I just needed to spend more time with the Father, because what I was seeking in people, he could actually give me. People couldn't fulfill that in me. You know, when when we're strong in him, we get to be strong in them. (laughs) That was really good. Yeah, God, that was so good. Yeah, when we're strong in him, our relationships will actually be stronger. Your marriages will be stronger. Your friendships will be stronger. You will be stronger. The more we run to just community with with people, with, with brothers and sisters, the less we get of him. And I'm not saying that's bad. We should all want community. We need community. Our whole church is built on family and community. So don't hear me wrong this morning. But oftentimes I have found that when people say they want community, they really just want to be known. And if you've said you want community, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that a lot of times we, we, we're just looking to be known. And we can't find that known by our spouses, and we can't find that with our friends. Only Jesus can fully know us. And your spouses hopefully know you better than your friends, but in him we're fully, fully known. Like I mentioned earlier, the fruit of community will spill out from our time with the Father. I had a girlfriend in, um, in college, and we had crazy, I lived in a house with seven girls. Do not do that. I was called the house mom. Not fun. Um, Yeah, I'm still friends with all of them, so if that shares anything. But I had a girlfriend, and our our schedules were so crazy, and she would always, um, she'd kind of come prancing in the room. She's like, okay, I'm off. Like, where are you going? She's like, on a date with Jesus, which at the time sounded really cool and like a good religious thing to say. Now I'm like, single people, don't tell other people you're going on a date or you're dating Jesus. It's weird. That's your dad. I'm going to leave that right there. That's my opinion. You don't have to take that. But a lot of Christians be like, I'm dating Jesus right now. Girl, you are not dating Jesus. You might be seeking more time with him, but you are not dating him. That is weird. 
you want more info, I'll tell you about that later. Anyways, a lot of people, I was telling my husband, he's like, you said that when you moved to California. I'm like, I was so religious, <laughs> you know? But her heart was good in it. Her heart was good. She knew that if she was going to schedule class and schedule meetings and schedule outside activities, that she actually needed to schedule a time with the Lord. And you know what? For that, that's awesome. She could just take out the dating part. It would have been better. But it's good to schedule out time if that's what you need to do. But I got to thinking, you know, how often is it that, that sometimes if you wake up, when I first became a believer, I had this, there was just a ton of, of shame on this, but um, if you don't get like your hour in in the morning, then you like walk all day and you're like, your head's down. Like, I didn't read my Bible this morning. I didn't pray this morning. Shoot, I'm a bad daughter. I'm a bad son. And there's a lot of religion wrapped up in that. And so this morning, yeah, I really feel like we get to break some of that off. There was a guy, um, Brother Lawrence, he wrote a book. Maybe some of you guys know the name of the book, Practicing the Presence of God, kind of a popular book. But what I love about it is he would just take daily tasks, cooking, cleaning. I think he was a chef or something. And he would practice the presence of God in every task. Y'all don't think he woke up in the morning and spent four hours with the Lord praying and reading his Bible? No, in everything, he practiced the presence of God. Y'all know the presence of God is all around us, in us and all around us, but we don't always see it because we're not aware. Because we think, well, we've got to clean the house or we've got to go to work, we've got to start a new project, but actually God goes with you in those things. You actually get to be in community with the Father at all times. So if you're here this morning and you have felt that shame and that guilt that comes along with missing your Bible study time in the morning, I am freeing you up. If you forget it, you just say, God, I'm going to talk to you all the way to work. I'm going to talk to you while I vacuum. I'm going to sing praises while I'm going into work. You just do it. We've got to be more aware. You know, if, if we only come here on, on, well, if we only practice the presence of God on Sundays, we're really missing out. If you only feel like God's speaking to you when you come here on a Sunday morning, or if you're only worshiping, singing praises, and just thanking him for all he's done on a Sunday morning, I'm telling y'all, you're missing out. Gosh, you're having a bad day. Sammy and I were talking about that this morning. There could be like 80 different things that go wrong. But if you just practice the presence of God, and you say, God, I know you're here, and this is ridiculous. I'm just going to laugh at that. Your day just gets a lot better, trust me. We've got to worship him in all things, practice his presence in all things, in, in just the, the small task and the large task in our car. You don't have to be sitting down in a quiet. I, I used to have this journal, and I would document everything that I read, and I would do a little exegetical, and I'd get out my, my Greek interpretation, and then I would have a time of prayer and then a time of listening. And I mean, it's exhausting, it's good, you know, if you do that, it's not bad, it's good, but it's exhausting if you miss that time. And so once I started saying, God, why do I feel guilty if I don't get that time with you? I get to actually just walk with you and be with you at all times and talk with you and share with you. And it free, frees you up, it frees you up a ton. Yeah, practicing the presence of God, if you've, if you've not read that, it's, it's super good. He, he got a hold of something that I wish I would have got a hold of a lot earlier. What's really cool about community is we get to experience what God experiences in community. 
The reason that community is so important is because God thought it was really, really important. In fact, let's turn to John 17. I just want to read just a quick John 17, 22 through 23. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John 17, 22 says this. I have given them the glory that you have given me. This is Jesus' words. May they be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. May they be made completely one so that the world may know that you have sent me and that and have loved them as you have loved me. Okay, I'm gonna read just one, one part just one more time. I've given them the glory that you've given me. Whoa. May they be one as we are one. See, here it is again. There's an intertwining that's happening that Jesus thinks is super, super important for us in community with him. I've given them the glory that you've given me. I in them as you are in me. He's talking about the Trinity here. There's like this love dance that's happening. I in them and you in me. It's so important to invite us into his community. He says, I've given them the glory. I in them and you in me. We get to experience what God gets to experience. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That just like blew my mind. I came to Paris and I was like, Paris, I've read this before, but this is like blowing my mind. Does this blow your mind or is this just like a new thing that I'm learning? Because I'm going to share this on Sunday. We get to partake in the Holy, y'all are in the Holy Trinity Club. We all in the Holy Trinity Club and God has invited us in. That's crazy. We are intertwined in God's community. I just, well, it just hits me again. Holy Trinity Club, I like that. I'll end with this. When I think of the cross, and the symbolism of the cross, it's interesting to me, and I know that they didn't do this on purpose, but with God, everything is symbolic, I feel like. But, you know, it's interesting that he, he's upright and that his arms are out. It's almost as if it's like communion with the Father and with others. And that's my own interpretation, but it's really beautiful, so I figure I'll share it. The more we are aware of his presence, the less we will walk with guilt and shame and a time schedule. If y'all are used to a lot of church structure, welcome home. <laughs> we didn't get started till 1120. It's because we just want to be aware of God's presence. We going to worship for an hour? Well, we going to worship for an hour. I told the worship team this morning, I may not even get up and preach. Y'all just keep worshiping. I'm fine with it. Whatever God wants to do. That's how he named this church the Presence. Because his presence is more important than anything else. If we just walk through life not realizing that he is with us and in us and all around us and he is in everything, gosh, we'll miss out if we don't see it. If you wake up every single morning and you say, you know, I'm really not looking forward to this, God, but you're in this and you've got this and you've got me and so I'm going to be okay, it'll change our perspective. And this is a daily routine for me. Every day I remind myself, I don't know what today holds, God, as I'm getting ready. So I'm doing my hair, you know, just doing my little routine. God, you're in this. You've got this. 
Because communion with him, community in Christ and the Holy Trinity Club is so important as we walk out just our daily lives as believers, as people, as sons, as daughters. we got to be aware. And, and I've heard people say, well, just open up your eyes and see what God is doing. And that's good. But you can still walk around with your eyes open and have no idea that that's God. I and them as you are in me. We get to partake in this dance. I just like picture Father, Son, and Holy Spirit like doing their little jig in their circle. And he's like, come on in, join us. You get to be a part of this. This is really, really important if you want community with other people. This is really, really important if you want to be a powerful son or daughter. This is really, really important if you're craving community. Let's hang out. I love the song that we sang this morning. I forget which one it was, but come away with me. Jesus is just like, come away with me. Let's throw off all that religion. Let's throw off all the legalism that you've got to do it a certain way. Just come away with me. On your break at work, just come away with me. In the car, just come away with me. When you wake up, before you get out of bed, just come away with me for a minute. Let's just hang out. I'm here. Y'all ever had a friend over or a family member and they come over for a movie or a show and you don't even talk to them, but they're there and you just love that their presence is there? Those are the best kind of friends. That's how you know it's like a true friend when they don't have to talk. You don't have to talk to them the whole time. It's like, you're here, we're watching a movie, you're cool, awesome. Like, that's the best kind of friend to have. You don't have to entertain. And that's how God is. He just hangs out with us. He'll talk to you. He'll share with you. But he's just there, and his presence is powerful. His presence is powerful. And the more that we are just aware and just reminding ourselves, his presence is powerful. We get to partake in this Holy Trinity dance, Holy Trinity Club. Thank you, Lord. I think it'll change a lot. I think it'll change a lot. So I'm going to end. I'm going to end there. I was asking the Lord to give me the, give me the nuggets. And then when 1120 arose, I was like, okay, I'll just share a few things. I love this family. love this church. If you're here this morning and you're like, I don't know what that white girl's talking about. You don't know Jesus. You've not accepted him. Or maybe you've accepted him in a lot of chains kind of way where you think you've got to be a certain way, do a certain thing. You've got to meet some expectations that he's actually not put on you, that he destroyed at the cross. Then I want to invite you this morning to accept him. If you've not yet experienced his presence and his power in your life, then it would be silly for us to get up here and call ourselves a church and not invite you into the Holy Trinity Club. I <laughs> love it. It's so good. I'm going to make a club named that. That's good. But if that's you, we want to pray for you. We'll have our prayer team come on up. We want to pray for you. We want you to know our Papa. He's awesome. And this kind of intoxication is way better than any other intoxication you've had. I promise you. Yeah. I just feel like, yeah, maybe there's someone here this morning um, that you have felt chained down. You have felt heavy. You have carried burdens. And you're like, man... If this is Christianity, I don't want anything to do with it. If this is life with Jesus, this isn't very fun. Life with Jesus is a lot of fun. 
If you're not experiencing any fun, we want to break off those chains this morning. So if that's you, I really feel strongly that, that there is someone. I also feel like there's a lady. The Lord gave me a picture of a lady on her knees asking the Father for more. And if that's you, I don't know what that more looks like, but if that's you, I also, we want to just pray for you. Yeah, let me just pray, pray over us as a family, and then we'll have the prayer team do their thing. God, we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you that you are a fun papa. God, we just thank you that you rip off legalism and religion, and you just say, come away with me. Just come away with me, son. Come away with me, daughter. You just want to spend time with us, Lord. So, so when we forget that, Father, we just remind us. In the mornings, we remind us. At night, we remind us. In those daily tasks, Father, will you just remind us that you're there and we can just have a conversation with you. We can just share with you what's on our hearts, Lord. God, I just pray for these people here. God, that none of them are here by accident, that they're all here for a specific purpose and a specific reason. And God, right now, would you just reveal to each and every person in this room whatever it is you'd like to say to them, Lord. Maybe whatever it is you've been trying to say to them, Father. Yeah, we just welcome you here, Father. We just love you. We just thank you that your presence is in and all around us all the time. We can't escape you. We can't hide from you. We just get to come as sons and daughters under you in the Holy Trinity Club, just with grace and forgiveness as it just pours over us, every single person in this room. Yeah, God, we just love you. We just love you. We just love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.